Hello and welcome to Big Hospitality's latest United We Stand podcast. First and foremost, please excuse the sound quality. Owing to the ongoing coronavirus crisis, this podcast has had to be recorded over the phone. I'm Big Hospitality and Restaurant Magazine reporter James McAllister, and today we're joined by Jason Atherton, the renowned chef restaurateur behind The Social Company, which operates sites across the world, including in London, New York and Shanghai. So Jason, thank you for taking the time to speak to us today. How are you doing? Yeah, yeah, good, thanks. All good. You know, we're... um... Obviously, like everybody else, on lockdown at the moment. Yeah. So we're uh, we're just getting through day by day. Yeah, I've seen you've been doing a lot of the old um, the recipe videos online at the moment. Yeah, yeah, we're doing that. I mean, you know, it's a, um, we love to cook, so and we love to eat. So you know, if we're um, you know, if, if there's one skill we've got at our disposal, it's it's how to cook, right? So yeah, we're of uh, and we're just sort of keeping our hand here and try to share some of those tips for people at home to keep them. Um, engaged and sort of just keep them you know it's not it's not life-changing but it just gives people a little bit of uh, brightness in their day hopefully and uh, yeah so that's it really yeah. just passing on a few sheppy tips you know? yeah. and in terms of the whole coronavirus crisis obviously it's presented a massive challenge to the whole you know to all restaurateurs yourself included how how have you repro- how have you approached the situation with regards to kind of like your uk business particularly well, I mean, you know, it's unprecedented, right? So no one really has the answer for for what 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 how how is it going to be and what's going to happen, right? Yeah. Uh, um, you know, restaurants tend to generally uh, be cash flow businesses, so cash comes in, cash goes out. Mm. Um, you know, you pay your VAT, you pay your rent, you pay your staff, and if you're lucky, you've got a bit left. Mm. Um, so you know, it doesn't. You know, restaurants take two to three years to get into profit, and then two to three years to pay their investment back. It's, you know, it's not a you know, it's not a business like a like a, an investment fund where you can make tons of money. It's not. It's not. It's, it, you know, very few restaurant groups make tons of money, mm. um, but they are sustainable. You know? And it's um, you know, when it's something got hit this like this, you know, I watched my my restaurants close across the globe over a seven day period. You know, sixteen restaurants in seven days. It was just very very frightening. Yeah. Uh, and every and every income stream turned off. Um, mm. And that creates uh, carnage back home to the ecosystem. What's built around that, you know? Yeah. In t- I mean, obviously, a lot of businesses try to look to diversify in terms of kind of like looking at maybe takeaway or something like that. Was that ever something you kind of like looked at over here? Or did you like a social takeaway business or anything? I mean, you know, if, if you're a pizza restaurant, right, and mm. you can do takeaway, then that's fantastic. Yeah. But is that going to, you know, if you employ thirty staff, is 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 cooking, you know, a hundred pizzas a night for takeaway by the time you paid delivery to deliver them, yeah. um, turned on the gas, the electric, the rent in these places, you know, it, it's colossal. I mean, it's, yeah. uh, it, you know, for me, turning your restaurant into a takeaway without trying to, you know, without being negative, it's, it, it's a sticky plaster on a bullet wound. Do you mean? Yeah. Um, I think it's, it's honourable and it's great. And I mean, you know, we're doing stuff like, um, you know, Feeding the doctors and nurses is, is is very important. You know, I think all the way the industry's come out of this, um, and um, you know, for about a week the whole industry went insular and, and, and imploded. And then, because of the generosity generosity of hospitality, everybody's you know right. Okay, it is what it is. We'll, we'll get out of it in some shape or form. But everybody's mucked in to make our industry you know to, to show how great our industry is by. You know, looking after their own, and also you know, feeding the NHS and taking care of them, and, and just doing some really great, cool stuff. And I'm very, very proud of our industry. Having to close all of your restaurants across the globe and in quick succession must have presented many challenges. What can you tell us about the process? Yeah, I mean, you know, you 
there's many things to take in consideration. The health of the staff and the customers is number one. Um, and then number two, the, the obviously the financial impact. Yeah. Um, and number three, it's just, you know, it's then coming up with a strategic plan to how long we're going to be shut for, how do we get it to reopen, go mm. back to your landlords, negotiate with your landlords, negotiate with the Batman, negotiate with HMRC, yeah. um, you know, and taking care of your staff and, and then, and then you know, uh, and then seeing what's left, right? Do you know what I mean? Pay your suppliers, pay, yeah. you know, uh, and that's, it's, it, it, honestly, I, I'm more busy now than I was when I was at work. Yeah, you? I can imagine. Yeah. Um, I because it's, it's just, it's unprecedented. Every day throws up a new challenge, right? Yeah. Uh, in terms of kind of like different responses from different governments, because you have restaurants in so many different locations, kind of how, how have you kind of like viewed the different approaches? Obviously over here we have, like the government's introduced this furlough scheme for staff. Uh, is there kind of like, in terms of stuff like that, are there, is it kind of like one thing that you're maybe entitled to in one country that you wish was available somewhere else, something that you can get here that you can't get over, say, in New York or vice versa? Um, it's, you know, I'm very fortunate in the fact that a lot of my restaurants are in hotels mm. um, abroad. So, you know, if we take, uh, you know, um, New, uh, the restaurant in New York is inside the Edition Hotel. Yeah. So Marriott International and Stephen Star restaurants are taking care of business there for me. Mm. Uh, and you know, we we just talk uh, regularly about what we're doing, mm. um, how we're doing it, uh, what's the plan, yeah. um, and so forth and so forth. So it's um, it's it's too complicated to even get into to start saying you know is there this available, is there that available? Because every day changes. During. So yeah. if I said something today, it could be wrong tomorrow. You know. Yeah. Is it? I, I mean, I suppose like trying to keep on top of all of this is like one of the big challenges that you're facing at the moment. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, what's important right now is that we have a very strategic day. So you know, we wake up. Uh, at, so I wake up every day at seven thirty. Mm. I wake up. You know, I spend half an hour with the baby, forty-five minutes with the baby, and then um, uh, start working on. I do about four or five hours of work, mm. um, taking care of the restaurants. You know, everything from people writing recipes. Uh, for magazines, to interviews like this, to yeah. talking to foreign newspapers, to um, talking to my teams. You know, I've got a team. Uh, I've got a Zoom conference call straight after this with the London teams. Um, even even doing things like you know putting plans in place ready for social distancing in case that happens inside restaurants. Yeah. Um, how we're going to serve guests and then stand back a meter mm. uh, and explain the food. How we're going to serve wine from one and a half meters away. Um, you know, there's a million things. If you're if you don't get on top of now, we'll hit you hard yeah. uh, when we do get back in eventually. You know, so we're we're trying to, you know, have daily meetings uh, with our supply chain. Um, how are they getting on? Can we help? Um, what we're going to do? Uh, you know, get that very close network of supply chains wrapped around you. So when we can relaunch, um, we know we can relaunch with great product. Um, the supply chain's not going to run dry. Uh, and we can offer the same quality of restaurants we offered when, when we were forced to close. Yeah. And have you um, have you got any of your chefs, you know, looking at kind of like menu development at this time? Obviously, you have like a great, you know, some great chefs across kind of like the social company portfolio. So, what are they up to? Are you working? Are they working on new dishes and new ideas at the moment? Yeah, I mean, each restaurant has its objectives. Yep. Um, so you know, we you know. Um, for, like, for instance, socially in-house, Paul's already started. We, we'd already worked on a new bar menu uh, with bar um, bar snacks uh, 
new cocktail menu that's ready that was ready to launch first of april mm. uh, that will relaunch when we go back in yeah. uh, paul's working on new a la carte dishes obviously pollen street um is already working on new snacks new uh, unfortunately they can't you know they can't do it from their homes yeah. but you know we reckon it'll probably take us two to three weeks before we can reopen when we get back in because each restaurant will have to be redecorated uh, yeah. the floor sanded back the kitchens uh, deep cleaned or all the ventilators cleaned mm. um, and, and to restart a menu takes four to five days because of, there's, you know, there's everything from fermentation to uh, ice cream bases to puff pastry to you name it, all this yeah. stuff takes time to make and once it's in the system, mm. um, it just, you know, it just gets replenished, replenished, replenished. Uh, but, you know, every single restaurant doesn't even have a grain of salt in them at the moment. So we've got to literally start from scratch and that takes time. Yeah. And I've got to do that on a global platform. So, you know, I've got to start in London. I've got to get all five, all six restaurants in London up and going, yeah. uh, plus my two bars, mm. which will probably take me about two months. Yeah. Um, I've then got to get to, I've got to get over to New York. Uh, I've got to get back to Shanghai. I've got to go to Doha, Dubai. We were supposed to be opening in Mykonos in in, uh, in the Santa Marina Hotel this this May. Yeah. That's now cancelled till next year. Okay. Uh, so once we've got everything settled back down, the development kitchen will be working on that menu back again. Um, and so you know, it's just it, it's, it's non-stop, right? Yeah, of course. And in terms of kind of like. Um, particularly talking about you know response from up from the UK government in terms of how it's tried to offer support to the hospitality. What what is kind of your view on all of that? Do you think what else do you think needs to be done, kind of as a restauranter? Um, I, do you know what? I don't think I think I think there needs to be some clarity about rent. Yep. Uh, because you know I'm having various conversations with landlords. Um, you know, and, and they're all being very positive. Uh, I have to say. Yeah. But you know, ultimately, they still want the money, right? Mm. Um, and ultimately, we've all been forced to shop through no fault of our own, and we're paying probably some of the highest rent per square foot than anywhere in the world. Mm. So logic tells you that individual restaurateurs, you know, it's very, very difficult to see where the future lays with that. And also, you know, the conversations I'm having with landlords is, what happens if the business doesn't come back? Mm. Can we go to a turnover rent? Yeah. You know, if, if a restaurant what used to do half a million pounds a month is now only doing one hundred fifty thousand pounds a month, right? Rather than paying fifty five thousand pounds a month rent, are we only paying fifteen thousand pounds a month rent? Because if we go bust and we leave there, yeah. what was a viable business a month ago, right? Who who on earth is going to take it anyway? Yeah. So are you not better to suck it up for six months and take the turnover rent and then move forward? and then go back to normal rent when normal business resumes. There's this big disparity between greed and, you know, what's the right thing to do, right? Yeah. Well, thanks for taking the time to speak to us, Jason. Best of luck with the business.